hockey fans, welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. Here as always with my head honcho, Mr. Paul McLean, and chiming in from Singapore, Mr. Jesse Lucier. Gentlemen, good evening, good afternoon. How is she going? What's going on, boys? Good to see you guys. What's going on? I love it. Good evening and good afternoon. <laughs> it's morning, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Ivany hasn't got up this early on a Sunday in six years. You don't know what time someone's going to listen to the podcast. I know what time it is right now. You thought that's about. true. Uh, Good to right. see you, boys. Another big week of hockey. A lot of big things happening post trade deadline. It's getting down to the wire, heating up for the playoff rush, boys. I mean, I. I I'm it's excited. an There's exciting time, today, boys. boys. Exciting time to be a hockey fan. Let's get right to it. Let's get right to it, boys. Tonight's first period. Uh, we're, 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 yeah, let's ready, get right I'm ready for you, Paulie. I'm ready uh, for you. For this week. I like how we just skipped this. Go ahead. All go right, ahead tonight's say your first thing. period is brought to you by the China Hockey Group. Tonight's program is brought to you by the China Hockey Group. The CHG is a family-oriented group of ice hockey leagues, training programs, and community initiatives geared at developing ice hockey in Hong Kong and southern China. Established in 2011, the CHG is comprised of various programs for players of all levels. From the exceptional Junior Tigers program, the HKBN Idol League, the Learn to Play and Learn to Skate programs, all the way up to their adult leagues which include the SCIHL, for those looking for a fun recreational experience, and the CIHL, which is the only elite full contact adult hockey league. If you're looking for some hockey equipment, or if you even need your skates sharpened, stop by the CHG showroom in Central, an exclusive reseller of Warrior and Power equipment. For more information about their programs, Check out their website at ChinaHockeyGroup.com. That's ChinaHockeyGroup.com. Okay, who is the first player to begin curving the blades of his stick? Oh, man, I have heard this name before. This is a very easy one, boys, and I'm I'm only going to... I'm only going to ask one question per period today because I feel bad, Chris. You know, you're starting off, and Jess, for that matter. <clears throat> we start off these uh, podcasts with both of you getting pounded. Yeah. So we're going to extend the pounding well, I of the we whole show getting, today. Well, I thought we 50-50 choices here, or at least a true and false. True and false will come, true and false will come oh, closer gosh. to the playoffs. Thank God. Um, Thank God. But I don't know. Do you want some options not, for this, I'm, or do I'm you want to take a, a stab at this? Yes. I think... Jess, do you have a do you have an idea? I it's not. I have no idea. But two points, it. Jesse. Two points if you get this right off the bat with no. Ooh, me, I like to play the game. I like I to play like the this game. game. No idea. No. Okay. Uh, was it, Mr. Ted Lindsay? Was it Bobby Orr? Was it Stanley Makita? Or was it? Gordy Howe. Some uh, pretty big names there. I feel like Bobby, Gordy, and um, Ted Lindsay didn't have curves on their stick. Oh, that's, so, I mean, that I'm would be with, process yeah, elimination. You've got this one figured out. Yeah. I'm going with, and that's how I think. You're going with Makita. That's how I think, Paulie. 
I like it. I like I like the way you think. All right. Nikita, for one. I'm going Ted Lindsay. Uh, Ted Lindsay. Survey says, Stan Makita, baby. Stan Makita. Yes, he's on the back in the cold, baby. I knew it. Back on the board. I like it. I like it. You got you to gotta think like this one, ladies and gentlemen. This guy knows. This guy knows. Mm. That's that's some that's some observant work right there. Like, did they? There have you go, fellas. Thing? Looks I like, like I know my stuff for this. Week. I like it. I like it. There At least you for go. the first period. Yes. First period, anyways. Why did second you period comes through like this every time? I mean, process of elimination seems to work for you. Why didn't you use that the, the whole season? <sighs> a process elimination is a, it, it, usually I'm like, well, I don't know, one through four. And I just go with the craziest name that Paulie says, like Roman Chapanic. Oh, that's hilarious. Good job, buddy. You're on the board. All right. That, that's a great. Nice on one. the board. Great. Back in the nice call, one. boys. It's a playoff push. That's why. Focus yeah. up. Dial in. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's get to our big bite of the week. We this go. week brought to you by our friends at the Big Bite Restaurant. Paulie, where do you go when you want a Canadian sirloin burger? or a Canadian grade A steak, or a milkshake. We head to the big bite, buddy. Oh, I mean, it was a trick question, but uh, yeah, I so see where folks, you're going. folks, check there. out the Big yeah. Bite restaurant. You can yeah. find them on, on Instagram and on Facebook at the Big Bite HK. They've got steak night on Thursday night, wing night on Wednesday night, uh, great Canadian food, and uh, great supporters of the podcast. So this week's Big Bite of the Week, guys, it's a toss-up. I couldn't make a decision. Polly. you know me and my decision-making, so I need your help on this one. We got a toss-up for it. It's either the first to 50 or the first to 100. So Captain Underpants, as Polly likes to call him, uh, Austin Matthews, Hart Trophy candidate. Uh, he's on 51 now, scored his 50th uh, just a couple days ago. Um, Polly, compare that to Connor McDavid reaching 100 points at this point of the season. What's our big bite of the week? Oh, McJesus gets everything. So I'm going to go. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I getting all the Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, Goal scoring yep. Casey's on right now. If he reaches 60, I mean, I'd have to change my pick from Shesterkin to Matthews for the Hart Trophy. Uh, Jess, where are you on this one? Yeah, I think, you know, first and foremost – in comparison to the two, I mean, McDavid, it's like, it's only a matter of time before he gets a hundred. So it's almost like, you know, I mean, we all knew this was going to happen. I think yeah. he's done it now five years in a row. <laughs> mm. um, so yeah, I just think in terms of storyline and then, you know, doing it in Toronto, um, you know, in front of the fans, I know it was an empty netter, but you know, in, in kind of a, a rivalry matchup, you know, everyone knows that I'm a big Leafs fan, but if you, if you kind of go back even over the last, let's say 20 years, Leafs have never really had a player that was in, you know, running for top score, top points, you know, so as a fan base, you know, I mean, I know we still haven't won a playoff round, but I think as a fan base, this is just really good. And then, you know, say what you want about Toronto. It's, 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 you know, the biggest market in, in, especially in Canada, maybe in, 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 you know, North American hockey, it's good to have like a, a superstar of that caliber in that market doing what he does. So, but yeah, kudos to him, man. All the pressure that he's always under and just getting it done. He's been scoring an insane clip. It's still not a foregone conclusion of the rocket. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. guys who are going to have yeah. over 50 goals this year. Leon's it's, not it's slowing awesome. down. Matthew's yeah, got 51 right. tonight. Yeah. 
They already had yeah, number 51. So. How yeah, many games do they have beauty, left, but... Paul? If you're looking at the standings, there's 11 games left. Oh, no. So they played 68. So they got 14 games left. They played 68. Wow. 14 games. So he could do it, boys. Nine goals in 14 games. If I mean, throw a hat trick in there. You know, like he's. Yeah. And I think the all time. I think the all-time single-season record for the Leafs is uh, – I think he needs oh, three more. well within reach. Uh, to actually. tie the all-time – speaking of uh, all-time single-season record, uh, your boy, Paulie, Kirill Kaprizov, oh, he set the single-season record for Minnesota today. That guy, honestly, second year yeah. in the season, he's just yeah. blowing up already. He's awesome. Yeah. Man. It's a, a lot McDavid, of, lot of it's a McDavid in the making. Yeah. It's a McDavid in the making. Wow, you're yeah. on the Russians, eh? You're on oh, the Russians. Yeah, I love Mother Russia. <laughs> this is why my Zoom doesn't work. I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm hacked by the Russians. So, uh, boys, yeah. this, is, this is all getting broadcast yeah, live as we speak. All right, boys. Yeah. Uh, that was the big yeah, fight live. of the week, a little extended version there uh, with a couple extra <clears> thoughts from Uncle Paul. Um, what do you got for us, Jess? Yeah, so let's flip it over here and maybe not um, – uh, to, to, to change the the course, we got a lot of energy and optimism here. I want to talk about our Psalm Sleeper, which I've got the hat on for uh, those of uh, our listeners who won't be able to see the visuals. Um, Psalm Sleeper, this has been our sponsor all year. It's like a Red Bull, but for sleep, um, you got to check this thing out. Uh, you know, I, I've I found uh, I've been working some some pretty crazy hours. So these, uh, I come home and, and I drink this can 30 minutes before sleep. It helps me go to sleep and stay asleep throughout the night. You got to check them out at uh psalm get get psalm.com this week's psalm sleeper psalm is brought to you by our sponsors they've been with us all year um uh it's like a red bull but for sleep uh you drink this can 30 minutes before you go to bed and it'll help you sleep longer and better throughout the night i've been working some crazy hours getting home at at weird times i've been using this product it's phenomenal you got to check it out at get you can use our discount code atp10 for 10 percent off purchases so, boys, the Psalm Sleeper of the Week, the whole hockey world's talking about it. The Psalm Sleeper of the Week are Troy <laughs> Terry's hands. Are Troy Terry's hands in front of the net in that game against them and the Desert Dogs when Jay Beagle absolutely machine gunned uh, his jaw and put him to sleep, boys. I know that what hockey world's talking about this. I wanted to kind of get your guys' thoughts on, you know, because I think of, the, the, it's a bit split right now on, um, you know, the, the reaction and, and, our, you know, Paulie's sound asleep right now. He's sleeping on this. But, but so, so maybe for some of our listeners who might not have, um, you know, seen or, or, or caught up with what, what happened, basically it was, you know, the game was over. Um, I think, I think the score was, you know, four or five one or something. The game was over. Zgras comes in and, uh, he takes a poke at, at the goalie when, um, you know, pucks kind of loose and he takes a poke and, uh, you know, obviously the Arizona Coyotes who are struggling themselves come in, bury him from behind. And then Troy Terry comes in to kind of step in and, and then Jay Beagle <laughs> just unloads on him, you know, probably four or five good ones and just drops them. And if you haven't seen the picture of Troy Terry's face, and I, I know Ivan, you've been talking about this guy a lot, superstar now in the NHL, he has not looked so hot, but so boys, so what do you think? I want to get your reaction. on wow. what I mean, that's what your face looks like if you don't even dodge a punch or take your gloves off for a fight. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I mean, 
Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of a bully move, to be honest. I mean, obviously the guy didn't want to fight, and he just kept uh, smashing him in the face. And sure, you're down five nothing, and yeah, you're you're pretty, you know, pissed off over what's going on in the ice. But mm. I don't know. It's kind of a bully move, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, <laughs> he basically bullied him. He, he basically he well smacked him. He didn't even take his gloves off. He did. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> he, no, this was for real. This wasn't. This wasn't Will fake. Yeah, you can drink a can 30 minutes before you go to bed, or you can go meet Jay Beagle and he'll put you asleep, yeah. one or the well, other. <laughs> uh, garbage time, boys. I didn't like it at all. Uh, too late in the game, in a meaningless game. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, small little poke. Yeah, I, I mean, the poke was there, but it wasn't enough to warrant, you know, an absolute onslaught from Jay Beagle. And when did Jay Beagle get so angry? Uh, must have been when he got traded from Washington. Yeah. But uh mm. Playing, playing in the desert is not all that exciting these days, apparently. Because that, I don't know, a little out of character for Jay Beagle. I thought he was a little bit, you know, smarter than that. Troy yeah. Terry, young superstar in the league. Uh, don't take it out on him. Like, I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like him one bit. So, um, what do you think? Suspensions coming. And then Zgros after the game kind of gave a, a bit of a hot interview, you know, just saying, uh, you know. How wouldn't mention the name. And, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't yeah, wouldn't mention his name like he was yeah. Baltimore <laughs> from Harry Potter. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I'm of two minds of this, guys. One is that, um, you know, A, when, when that happens, I mean, God forbid that these things happen, but these things happen in hockey. You got to, yeah. like, yeah. just hug it out, man. Get, out of, get out of that situation, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think Jay Beagle, I mean, you know, he probably went into the locker room and came out of his kind of rage mode and, um, you know, probably thought that wasn't the best idea. And then one other thing I'll say is guys like Jay Beagle, you know, who, who have kind of grinded to stay in the NHL and they grind every year to stay up there. It's things like this that can kind of write the end of your book in the NHL, you know, like, so, so hopefully that's kind of doesn't put the book on him, but um because you never want to see that but again it's it doesn't look great on the game i think especially the direction they're trying to go to but um you know it's a young team in anaheim and they did just get rid of delorier who there was no shot and like there's no way he'll let that happen you know so um at the end of the day yeah yeah yeah. it looks like he's gonna be okay and not miss any time which is great but yeah a bit, bit weird to see that especially from jay beagle just yeah, pounding the I- living heck out of him I mean, it is kind of like a Will Smith slap. I mean, that took away from the fact that there was another Michigan goal. Yeah. During that, uh, yeah. I mean, come on. Nobody's talking about that now. Everyone's talking about this. This. Uh, it's almost it's like, like McDavid getting 100. It's like, Z- oh, Zegras just did something amazing that no one's ever seen before, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just normal now. He, well, he did it it's twice. The new norm. It's only been yeah. twice. That was amazing. Yeah. That was amazing. So, yeah, boys, that's my song yeah. sleeper, Troy Terry's hands. <laughs> Great call. Great call. Yeah. Too busy um, so just a couple notable yeah. stories before we move to the second period. I think the biggest one, uh, Jesse, I think you wanted to talk about this a little bit. Um, Keith Yandel, um, Ironman streak, ongoing Ironman streak is coming to an end uh, at 989 games. Um, they healthy scratched him against the Leafs the other night. I believe he was ill uh, or he had some type of flu, um, but he might have just been a healthy scratch. Uh, what, are you, what are your guys' thoughts on this? And mm. does this now open the door for the great Phil Kessel to uh, to move into the to the Ironman position? Because I think he's only 22 games behind him um, as we speak. So this could be a, a, a an open door here for Phil the Thrill. 
Yeah. And I mean, you know, clearly Arizona is going to do everything they can to help them get there. I mean, we talked about it uh, on our last episode on, on how they kind of dressed him, And then, you know, he left the game and flew home to, to, you know, see the birth of his, of his child. So, yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's a bit of a strange move from Philly. Um, you know, that uh, these, you know, these things matter to your players and, you know, it might not be the, these streaks or, or whatever, they might not be the things that make headlines, but they matter to your players. And then, you know, which matters to the rest of the locker room. So when the franchise kind of does something like that, effectively kind of put an end to it, you know, now I will say, I saw his interview after he was scratched, um, true professional, right? Like saying, you know, this is important time for the franchise to get our young guys, some exposure and blah, 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 blah. And so true, true pro, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think no question now, Phil Kessel will, will, will kind of catch him. I think Keith Yandel, you know, this certainly is uh, nearing the end of his career. It'll be interesting now if, if he continues to play, but, um, you know, he's had a tough year. I think he's he scored one goal. I think he's got uh, 20-something points, but, um, <laughs> you know, I think he's minus 39, fellas. So a tough time in Philly and um, yeah, I don't know. I, these things are, are always like, it's easy to, to, to kind of keep that up if you're a franchise, but anyway. All right. Sounds good, Jess. I have to agree. Paul, what are your thoughts? Uh, should they just let him try to finish up this season or, um, you know? No, Keith Yandel. Oh, if he can play, keep him on the ice. I mean, keep that record going. Like, I, I don't see why they mm. would have stopped him if he was a healthy scratch. And that's, I'd be pissed off if I was him. I'd be like, boys, yeah. What are you doing? I have to agree. Yeah. I agree. I have to agree with Jess. Like, that's a really good point. Just something in the dressing room, like you know how that's gonna bring some guys down. And and you know, it is it isn't his time in Philly anymore. And as you said, he's not having a great season, but the Flyers are well out of playoff contention. Um, I thought they should have just let him keep playing to add on to his Iron Man streak. All right, that's it for tonight's first period. Tonight's second period is brought to you by our good friends at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. When we're not talking about hockey on Across the Pond, we're usually listening to music. And after the number of hours our headphones spend on our sweaty ear holes, they usually need a little bit of TLC. Luckily, our buddy Brandon from Accessory House Global is there to help. If you're in need of replacement cables, ear pads, or heck, even a brand new carrying case, this is the one-stop shop you need to visit. Check them out on Instagram at TheRealAHG or visit their website at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. You can even get a 20% discount on your first purchase by typing in AHG20OFF. Tell them across the pond sent ya. Cool. Why is it called, why is it called uh, Michigan Goal and who scored the first one? There you go, boys. Keeping it topical. Keeping. We're just talking about this. We call it a Michigan. Why don't they call it the Zegris? Well, that's what people are saying. You might have to change that. Well, yeah, he's only got I'm two on boys. He got two. So I do know that um, the first one, uh, and the reason why it's called Michigan is because okay, wait, 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 wait. Let Ivany go first because it sounds okay. like you know the answer. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, boys and girls. Let me hear it. I know. 
I do not. I, I do not know the name of the kid who did it, but I know that it started by uh, was started by Michigan in the NCAA. Uh, the first time it happened, um, but I cannot remember the player's name. So I am gonna bow out. Jess, do you happen to know his name? I I was gonna say the same thing that I knew it happened oh. in Michigan. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name, but. Uh, and then the the announcer, I think the announcer was the one who ended up coining it. So kudos to him. Right. Okay. Yeah. But no, Polly, Polly, I'm sorry, buddy. Um, uh, my record speaks for itself here. Okay. Wait, wait, let me ask you a question. Who has a worse record, Ivany's trivia or the Montreal Canadiens? No. Oh, come on. Come on. Just throwing daggers after both, they beat Tampa both. in Tampa. Uh, God, here we They're go. They're a new again. franchise now. All right, Polly, give us some wisdom. Uh, Yes. Mike Leg. Mike Leg. Uh, Mike, Mike Leg. Yeah, scored the trick goal in 1996. He was playing for the wow. University of Michigan. That's I would have never remembered his name. Which came yeah. in the NCAA tournament, got his name, The Michigan. Mm, Unbelievable. Yeah. Thank, thanks again, Polly, for, uh, you know, making us look good. Now we know. But, I try. I try. Okay. What's the, what do you guys have for the second well, period? Uh, hey, I'll, all I'm saying is we're learning a lot, Jess. We're learning a lot of facts this year. Thanks That's to all. Uncle Paul. Well, I'm learning my best a lot course. that I don't know. You used to be a teacher. That's right. Um, yep. I'd like to say, uh, I'd like to throw out a little word to our good sponsors, Yardley Brothers, for this week's Spill of the Week. The Yardley Brothers, I want to remind you guys, are opening up a brand new cafe, bar, and bistro. At 62 Peel Street, they're going to have a ton of craft beers. They're an award-winning craft brewery here in Hong Kong. Check them out at yardleybrothers.hk. For the spill of the week, Jess, uh, absolutely disgusting play in the Arizona game, watching Clayton Keller break his leg. Uh, Obviously a season-ending injury and just one that you don't want to watch a second time. As a player, you know exactly what must have been going through his mind. Uh, before his feet came out from under him at the last second, uh, going into the end boards uh, at full speed. It's not a pretty sight. Um, it's, a, it's a toss-up for me, Jess, also with uh, the Sean Monaghan surgery. I mean, this is absolutely devastating. There was obviously something wrong with Monaghan throughout the season. His numbers were down, but he seemed to be you know, playing well on that third line, contributing still, even though you know, he might have been battling such a serious uh, labor and tear on his hip. Um, which does explain a lot. So uh, the spill of the week, we got to toss up. I'm going to throw this one to you, Jess. Uh, the Clayton Keller one, broke broken leg, going to be really tough to come back from. And now a second hip surgery for Sean Monaghan. So we got a double spill this week. Yeah, two spills. Like, uh, you know, me when I'm drinking Yardley's after about three or four of them. Um, <laughs> no, look, I think, you know, it sucks for both guys. It sucks for both fan bases. It sucks for the NHL, really. I mean, Clayton Keller was ha- having an incredible season yet again. Um, you know, not a lot to be cheering about in Arizona, but this guy is certainly worth the price of admission. So not having him and, you know, you, you, you messaged me right away when this guy went into the boards and, you know, I, I, I refuse to watch it. I don't want to be just because of the way you described it. So, you know, yeah. Hopefully these guys can come back better than ever. Um, but, you know, it, it's these kind of injuries that, you know, the, the guy is, you know, he's 23 years old, you know, and he's got an injury like that. It's pretty horrific. Um, and then, you know, Sean Monaghan, um, 
you know, you said it, I mean, his numbers have certainly dwindled, but I think he's been dealing with this, with this hip problem now for a few years. I mean, people forget just how impressive this guy was. And, you know, even back when he was playing for the 67s, he was on a line with, uh, you know, Tyler Toffoli and, and they were just winning every single night. And, um, you know, and it's gotta be frustrating for a guy like that too. Like if your body is not doing what you're used to, used to it doing, especially when you're still kind of, in the prime of your career, I'm sure it wasn't an easy decision for him or the franchise, considering that that team's now primed to go, uh, you know, what could be a cup run, you know? So, um, yeah, really unfortunate. You never want to see guys go down like that. I hope the best for both of them, but, um, you know, obviously the NHL with the, you know, their doctors and they'll get the best care, but no, it's, it's unfortunate to see. Yeah, terrible. Terrible in both cases. And like you said, it could, could be a cup run for Calgary. And Monaghan's been there a lot of years, paid his dues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah just devastating. Reminds me of Stammer when he broke his leg um, in Tampa a few years back when they were going on their run. Um, yeah. So, yeah, devastating news for, for both franchises. What do you got for yeah. us, Jess? Yeah, well, let's uh, cheer up the room a little bit here. We're going to go to our found feel-good story. So found is the original CBD cafe and store in Asia. You check them out, you're going to discover their range of high-quality and effective CBD oils and other products. You can find them in their flagship store in Shangwan. They're in the central market. Or for our friends out in Disco Bay, out in your neck of the woods, Ivany, you can check them out at the home of the CIHL. CIHL, we haven't talked about them in a while, and the DB Plaza. Check them out at found.hk where you can use discount code ATP10 for 10% off some of their merch. Boys, it's time to feel good here. And something that made us all feel good was watching the debut of Jordan Spence for the LA Kings. Give you a little bit of background on this guy. Born in Australia. Then he goes to Japan. Then he goes to another island we all know and love. Prince Edward Island. He ends up playing... He ends up playing um, in Summerside, which is PEI, a beloved team in the Junior A League out there. Ivan, I'm sure you know them very well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And then he uh, he does very, very well in Moncton and then goes to uh, Valdor, and now he's made his debut in the NHL and, which we all love to see, scored when his whole family was there. Boys, what an awesome story. What an incredible journey this kid's been on, man. What do you guys think? Incredible story. I mean, the first Australian-born, to, to play in the NHL and then to score his first goal. Um, absolutely awesome story. The fact that he lived on three different islands just adds to it. And he's a small guy and he's been successful everywhere he's been. Like you said, Jess went right yeah. from junior a played a year in junior a. So, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's seen, uh, he's seen a lot of hockey and, and played a lot of hockey around the world. And it's a pretty cool story to see what, what he's doing. What do you think, Paul? I've always been a fan of McCain potato products. And now French fries are delicious. The hash browns are always good. Now this even brings more good things to PEI right here. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. Right. Great. Boys. That's right. And you know, I think one other thing too, it's just, it, it's a good sign for the game. You know, it's a good sign for the game that, you know, we're, we're getting some talent, some players being grown in some non-traditional places and which, you know, hopefully we can continue to do that. And, yeah, you know, it really is a global game. I mean, we see it on, you know, on our side across the pond. Boom! How about that, boys? Yeah. Oh, nice one. <laughs> and nice uh, yeah, so awesome to see, man. Great story. Nice one. Yeah, unreal. Uh, Jordan Spence, congrats on your first NHL goal and being the first Australian to do it. 
All right. Um, I do want to ask you uh, one final question before we move to our third period, Jess. Uh, I know you are a fan of Justin Barron. Uh, Montreal got him in a return uh, turn trade there at the deadline, and I don't really know a whole much a whole bunch about him. Um, watched a few highlights, went back and saw and read a little a few stories about him. Seems like he's the real deal. Um, and he, you know, today even today against Tampa Bay, St. Louis was giving him an opportunity in overtime on, in, to start the overtime in the three on three. So um, he's given this guy a boost of confidence here. What can you tell me about Justin Barron? Yeah. So Justin um, born in Halifax, uh, you know, I've got to watch this kid when he was playing for the Mooseheads where he ended up being the captain um, and, and his older brother too, who I'm sure some of our listeners may know who was in the Rangers who also got traded uh, in uh, around the deadline when cop went to, the Rangers. So, you know, some, some different addresses for the Baron family, but no, I think this kid first and foremost, he's one of the most down to earth, good people you'll ever meet. That whole family is just very, very kind and hardworking, quiet, you know, old school kind of, you know, East coast family. So, but as a player, you know, he's kind of got the full package. He's, he's a great skater. He's got a great shot, very, very smart, efficient defenseman. He's a big guy too, six foot two, um, you know, it was no surprise to me that he was taken in the first round. So I think Montreal fans, you know, getting him in this deal, he's going to be a great player. And, you know, the fact that St. Louis has given him, you know, kind of the keys, especially, I mean, think about it, right. It's near the end of the season. What's the downside play that's not out of this guy, but um, you know, his last, his last uh, season and a half with the Mooseheads, he, he had some, some injury troubles. Um, and then, but, but that, that Moosehead team he was on, I mean, uh, they ended, I think they ended up hosting the Mem Cup. So awesome, awesome defenseman. I'm super excited for him, especially playing now closer to home. I'm sure his parents are super pumped for that. But no, Montreal, you got a good defenseman in this guy. And, uh, you know, he's got a lot of room to grow. He's only 20 years old, man. Right. And him and Romanov, I mean, you think they're going to be franchise type, type defensemen? Yeah, I think the, the – Justin Barron will be the type of defenseman that can play for, you know, 15 years and he'll be a, every single night will bring the same thing, you know, which again, I think are very important for, you know, franchise. Will he be a Kale McCarr, Roman Yossi type? You know, I don't think so, but he'll be a, a staple on that blue line. Um, you know, I think that's the upside and Romanov as well, you know, he'd just be a, a very solid kind of top four defense in which, you know, as we talk about, it's not easy to find in the NHL. So develop these guys now, and uh, that, that'll be a big part of, of the rebuild that Montreal's about to go through. Love it. I love ending the second period on a high note about the Habs. Thanks, Jess. All right, tonight's third period is brought to you by our good friends at wheelhubasia.com. Wheelhub Asia is committed to building community and bringing accessibility to inline hockey players in Southeast Asia. They've just started a new program called Three Inline, which is Hong Kong's first three-on-three inline hockey league. Wheelhub Asia stands for professionalism and collaboration. For inline hockey players, by inline hockey players. For all your inline hockey needs, head to their website at wheelhubasia.com. All right, tonight's third period, folks. We're back with a guy. We've got a couple of audio questions, but before we get to those, Polly, I think you might have one for us. I might as well do a love ball. Let's do a love oh, ball. Oh, here we go. Just love this out to you. I want the exact full name 
of the first Stanley Cup winner? The Montreal Maroons. Ottawa Silver 7. Oh, boys, boys, boys. Wrong. <laughs> We're way off. Close. I mean, close, but Montreal, it was Montreal. It was the Montreal Amateur Athletic Association team. Oh, my God. Did they beat Vancouver? Uh, yes. They beat Vancouver uh, Millionaires, right? Millionaires. Oh, uh, we have to give Jess a bonus point for that. Come on. Actually, I don't even know if that's the right Come answer. On. I just said yes. <laughs> just <making it. laughs> just so, yeah. throwing him a bone. Yeah, that was it. That yeah, was exactly it. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Jess. That's a bonus. <laughs> Come on. Johnny McLeod Good job, Jess. played left wing. It was great. All right. Well, <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> so you guys want to hear some audio questions? Yeah. Uh, before we get to that, I've got a trivia question for you guys. Whoa, uh, change it up. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, just to cue up the next guest on the Across the Pond Hockey Talks. Um, who was the first person, the first player, to score a goal for Team China at the Olympics? Spencer Fu. In. Jess. Uh, I don't even know, man. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I have to tune Polly, in next week. You were close, Polly. Um, it's the other foo. His brother oh, no Parker. Way. Parker. Brother ah. Parker scored the first goal. So uh, yeah, thanks to former guest of the podcast, Spencer. Uh, he hooked me up with Parker, and he's going to be on the podcast. So stay tuned for that one, folks. Um, that's going to be an interesting one. This guy's played hockey around the world. So yeah, great story. So we're looking forward to that chat. Would have been awesome if I got the first trivia question. You were right? so close. I know. You would have been one for one. I'll give you half a point, Paul. You got half a point. Right? See, now you're, you're half a point behind Ivany now. Throwing <laughs> right. daggers. Oh, my God. All right. What's this first question here? I don't know who this is. Hey, boys, just wondering who you think the most underrated player is in the NHL. Ooh, most underrated player in the most NHL. Underrated. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks to our friend Avery Gobble, the Gobstopper. Gobstopper. CHL legend this year. Uh, yeah. Jess, um, what, what are your thoughts on this one? Most underrated current NHL. I got a name comes to mind right away on this. There's one. two that jump off the page to me, but I think this year, uh, you know, we spoke about, I think it's been Roman Yossi for a long time, but I think he's finally getting the appreciation and love he deserves. So I'm going to flip my script. And I think the most underrated player year in, year out is Barkov. Oh um, my gosh. That's my answer. Yeah. Well, you got to fix it. I'm going to hype him up a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Barkov, man, you know, this guy in Florida just does everything, you know, stat wise, he gets it done. Uh, defensively, he's a captain, you know, just Mr. Perfect. Like um, everyone talks about him. Like he's just this, you know, legend in the, in the locker room. Um, you know, he really does it all. And I don't think people talk about him enough and it's no surprise that the Florida Panthers are first in the Eastern conference with this guy leading the way for them, you know? So um, yeah, I think he's my most underrated and I don't know if it's close. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Jess. I mean, year in, year out, he's uh, he's so much appreciated by his teammates and players around the league just for all the little things he does. Yeah. Um, most underrated season right now. I'm going to drop Sid the Kid's name down right now. He's got, I think, 70 points in 52 games. Um, still doing things all over the ice at a really high level. Um, I think, like, just this season, I think his game's been a little underrated. But overall, I think you're right. Barkov is, uh, is just a stud of a player and somebody that kind of has been going unnoticed for a long time. And it's really good to see him uh, starting to get some recognition. Yeah, agreed. Thanks for the question, Aves. Thank you, Aves. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty surprised you guys didn't say Brad Marchand. Like, I mean, the guy is so humble. He's nice. <laughs> does so much for the team. Does so much for, like, just everyone's life in general. I mean, yeah. he only got 81 PIM so far this year. I mean, that's that's pretty nice of him. Uh, He's surely turned himself around. Only been suspended once. 68 yeah. points, 56 <laughs> games. I mean, the guy. I mean, seriously, what's the what's the nice um, what, the gentleman uh, the Ted Lindsay award is it or Lady Bang? Lady Bang. The Lady Bang. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it should they should just change the name of that trophy. Yeah, underrated Brad Marchand, the lady yeah. Brad, the lady Brad, the lady Marchand. I mean, come on, this is the trophy. That trophy, I think the the criteria for that trophy is the most unlike Brad Marchand player there is in the NHL. Come on, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Brad Marchand has his own cereal box, uh, his own cereal brand right now. So special times for look at that. Look what he does exactly. for the community, boys. Look what he does for it's the community. Called the, it's called the Marsh Munch. Oh, he should have called it Marshmallows. <laughs> All right, That's what he the, throws. Yeah, boom, boom. Here's the next question. Hey, guys at Across the Pond. Andrew Work here. I was reading an op-ed in the Washington Post by uh, Ken Dryden. They posted a few days ago where he talks about how Putin plays hockey, but he's not a real hockey player. He kind of skates around. Nobody puts a glove on him and goalies get out of the way to let him rack up the score. And, uh, you know, it's kind of showing in the way that he's conducting this war in the Ukraine. He then goes on to say that it was supposed to be a 50-year celebration of the Canada-Russia Summit Series, but it looks like that's going to be canceled. Uh, without getting into the specifics of all that, my question for you guys in these turbulent times is, what lessons are you taking from hockey now to apply in life? You know, when things are going wrong, we all look to a North Star, and uh, sometimes it comes from hockey. What's yours? Wow, this might be above our pay grade. This is the deepest question we've Just had this season. Say, did, he, yeah. did, he, did he record that in a coal mine? Because that was deep. That was <laughs> insane. What's going on? No, honestly, uh, those highlights, first of all, thanks for the question, Andrew Work. Um, those highlights when you see uh, Putin playing hockey are pretty hilarious. It's, it's like the Red Seas parting and he just gets the whole ice and <laughs> goalie moves out of the way at the last second as he buries one in the back of the net along the yeah. ice. It's like yeah. someone brought their, like, their little child on to play Menzi. Like it's... Yeah. You know, that's such a great question. And like, I have to say, my, my, growing up, uh, my dad used a hockey analogy for everything in life. And I learned a lot of stuff, as you know. And we've talked about it over the years of the little lessons and the reason why. You a lot of stuff. I mean, not listen to you during trivia. I learned a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes, that's part, of, that's part of one of the lessons. <laughs> not, pay, not, not pay attention to things like stats. Learn through mistakes. So, uh, Learn through mistakes. That's right. Um, so I will say that the thing I'm 
think, you know, I've been tossing this around. We talked about Trevor Zegras earlier in the show. What I'm learning from today's game is I'm a bit of a traditionalist when it comes to the game. I like the old school style and approach to the game. I hate three on three overtime. I hate shootouts. Kind of like a more traditional approach. But, you know, the lesson that I'm taking is that maybe we need to be a little bit more open minded to, you know, progress and evolution when it comes to guys like Zegras using creative plays and, you know, People are retaliating for things like that still in the NHL. They're saying, you know, we're being embarrassed by this. Like McDavid embarrassed the whole team so many times. Like just walking, dangling defense and making them look ridiculous, embarrassing them. And nobody's retaliating for that. But when somebody picks the puck up on their stick uh, from behind the net and throws it in the top of the net, it's just considered, you know, still being wrong in the game. So I think the lesson that I'm learning is just to be a little bit more open-minded to change and, and evolution in the game. Um, what are your thoughts on this question, Jess? Yeah, first, yeah, great question. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, I think I'll, I'll take it in a bit of a different direction. I think this, this sport itself, uh, you know, as Andrew said, there's when things are kind of going off in the world and maybe there's not so much great stuff happening, you know, it's times like this where I think sports are the most important. And that's why I love hockey so much. And, um, you know, it's the, the sport itself is designed to be a team and you can't be successful without the team. And, um, so, you know, you know, even in, you know, now that I've finished playing and, and moved on to kind of the next career that everything I took, I learned from hockey, you know, you talk about hockey analogies, I still use them for everything, even in you yeah. know, my job when I'm trying to understand something, I'll find a hockey analogy, but, um, you know, I think in terms of, you know, today's game, and I'll take it even one step further than you, Ivany, where, you know, this is kind of this year and last year we're, we're seeing guys stepping away to take personal time, you know, like to get their mind right, to get their head right. We've never seen that before. Um, you know, so I think it certainly is a different, um, a different uh, sport. And I think, I, I think it's for the best, honestly, you know, helping these guys and, and, and focusing on the person and the people rather than just kind of the, the, you know, the, the performance, um, which at the end of the day, you know, it is a performance business, but yeah, I think, I think hockey in, in particular is such a great sport to, you know, kind of prepare you for, you know, the hardships you'll go through or whatever. Like, it's just, you grind it out, you battle it out, you stand up for your teammates. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's a great question, Andrew. And, uh, you know, I, I, I rely on, what I took from hockey literally every single day of my life. So, um, you know, I wouldn't have changed anything. So, um, yeah, appreciate that question. Yeah. Good job. Good answer, Jess. Polly, your thoughts. Yeah. Good, good question. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, good question. Next. Yeah. Listen, man, I know Russian, Russian bots are listening to everything I say right now. So <laughs> just going to say mother Russia. Hello. <laughs> he's, he's, he's queuing up his story he's getting ready for story time I, I we'll give, story. i'll give you two, I, story. I give you two more minutes Polly, to think about your story jess you got two minutes to give us a lava hot take of the week um mm. anything going on in the nhl that we didn't talk about in today's episode so i know i've been on the florida panthers since before the season started and right now i'm looking like a total genius for the first time probably on this podcast one thing i will say though 
they made a couple big moves, right? A couple big moves at this deadline. Brought in Giroux, brought in Sherratt, Ekblad going down injured. That doesn't help. My lava take is I think they might have messed with the chemistry of the team a little bit, and it's going to hurt them going into this playoff stretch. What made Florida Florida was this team who just kind of, you know, again, from the outside looking in, it looked like this kind of brotherhood, this bond that they all just went to war together. They seem to have this incredible connection from the top guys like Huberto all the way down to kind of that fourth line. But when you make all these moves and you move some of these guys in and out and you change the framework and I don't know, I don't know if I love all the moves and I think this might actually hurt them going into playoffs. So I'm getting a bit nervous of them being my cup favorites now. Let's just say I'm getting a bit nervous of them as my cup favorites. Today, well, I mean, they, came back today yeah. in a crazy game, but, you know, you're not going to win games in the playoffs 7-6, you know? So yeah. something about this team after the trades, I'm a bit nervous. I'm a bit nervous, boys. Yeah, understood. I mean, their record is still incredible, but there's just been a few games where they've given up way too many goals. They're getting away with scoring at will in the third period. I mean, when they turn it on, it's incredible to watch. But mm. like you said, that is not going to happen in the playoffs. Mm. Um, so, Boys, yeah, a little bit. I think, I think they're just like sailing towards the end of the season. They're like, all right, boys, we got this. You know, that's for the first couple of periods, take. just like hang, hang loose, whatever. Oh, it's third period. Let's just blast a couple of goals in. Show, remind people uh, who's boss. So they might well, just maybe. be taking it easy. Maybe. maybe. I hope so. I, I hope so. I'm, not, I'm but, not losing faith in these boys. I think they still got it. Yeah, but it's hard to just crank it back up. That's why I kind of like the fact that, uh, you know, the Leafs, the Bruins, Tampa Bay, they're in this kind of dogfight now. You want to go into playoffs full steam ahead rather than kind of cruise control going into the last 10 games. Because once playoffs hit, man, it as we all know, it's a different animal. So. I'm a, bit, yeah. I'm a bit nervous. Let's just say a bit nervous. Well, yes, you have a little bit to be nervous about, but I do want to add one more hot take, Jess. The Minnesota Wild um, made the biggest move at the trade deadline, bringing in Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, and it seems to have elevated Cam Talbot's game. The whole team is rallying around the fact that the you know man management went ahead and made the biggest deal possible at the trade deadline and brought in the biggest name. And that can really rally a team. They're 8-1-1 in their last 10. Whoever they play in the first round, uh, they're definitely going to finish second, I, I believe, in the Central. Mm -hmm. um, they're, not, they're never going to catch Colorado. But whoever they play in the first round, if they're playing at this level going into the playoffs, they don't have a chance. The Minnesota Wild are just absolutely dominating right now. And uh, like you said, Kirill, the thrill uh, is having another incredible season. So mm. I believe the Minnesota Wild are going to be a really tough, tough, tough takeout in the, in the playoffs, especially the way they can lock it up defensively. Yeah. Yeah. Pauly, why don't you take us home with a little story time? Let me see what I can do. We're going back to Montreal for this one, boys and girls. <laughs> Gather on, children. In 1962, the Montreal Canadiens were playing a regular season game versus the Chicago Blackhawks at the old Chicago Stadium. The Stanley Cup was on display in an enclosed class area in the arena since the Hawks had won the Cup the previous season. During the game, a passionate Montreal Canadiens fan named Kenneth Keylander decided to to break into the enclosed area, steal the cup, 
and bring it back to the hotel where he was staying. With security being quite slack at the arena, all Keylander had to do was bribe the security officer at the door and walk in with the cup. The daring scheme was intended to be an April Fool's joke and documented by a Montreal sports writer as the plot was carried out. The thief was arrested, imprisoned, and released from jail shortly after paying a $10 fine. 10 bucks! I mean, in 1962, this was well before, you know, that we had the cup keeper, uh, yeah. Phil Pritchard, you know, the famous Phil Pritchard, whose job it is, is to take care it of the It would never happen with him on the case. It would have no. never happened. No. Nope. Never, ever, ever. So at least for, not for 10 bucks. 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah they'll let you take it for a bit. 20. 20 yeah. in a firm, 20 in a firm handshake. <laughs> yeah. Unreal. Great story, Paul. Uh, boys, uh, great talking this week. Looking forward to, uh, we're going to, next time we talk, it's going to be playoff run. We're going to be, you know, a week left in the season. Um, we're coming down the stretch and it looks like it's going to be a heck of a playoff. So really looking forward to it. Nice one. Any final thoughts? No. Go Leafs, baby. Yeah. Go Leafs. Go Leafs, baby. All right, boys. Uh, thanks a lot. That was Across the Pond, and that's a wrap. Peace. Thank you once again to our amazing sponsors, the China Hockey Group, AccessoryHouseGlobal.com, WheelHub Asia, The Big Bite Restaurant, Felix & Co., Psalm Sleep, and Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. And, of course, our head honcho here at Sunset Studio, Mr. Paul McLean. Folks, if you want to reach out, send in a question or a comment to acrossthepondhk.com or find us on social media at acrossthepondhk. Ten bucks!